Welcome back, Rage Nation. Definitely not PR friends. Myself, Pete. He needs to stop, like, fucking getting cute with these kicks. John the Mountain Man Stokes. You're not putting them on my models, motherfucker. Chris the non-tech Asian. Put the tape measure up and get some wages. You, yeah, no, you really frustrated me. You walked away and you came back and your scalpel had been thrown across the room. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. I will will share with you my one rage quit story. Dude, I'm a robot and I don't have a solo across now eight. This is going to be a really great opportunity for everybody to see how you effed up. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. We're going to do a quick mouth. One, we uh, have the man Mark who... Uh, yeah, I couldn't get the internet working last time, but I think we got it, Mark. I think I think uh, everything's working good now, and um, yeah, I think think it'll be good. We're going to kind of do a little test run here. We're just going to BS a little bit about Malfo. I'm not even going to plug all the stuff like normal, um, but I did want to record one with you just so we could uh, make sure that our cool EVS episode that we're going to do this upcoming week uh, runs pretty smoothly. So how you doing there, Mark? Yeah. Glad to be here. I'm uh, doing pretty good. How are you? Yeah, we, you know, we're doing. Uh, yeah, I, I know that you're really active in the Malifaux community. So where do people, where can they usually kind of find you in Malifaux? Because you definitely are pretty active as far as getting your ideas and opinions out there. Um, yeah, I run the Fargo Faux Down um, podcast uh, with occasionally some input from my usual gaming buddy, Dane. Um, I'm on the pretty much all the discords and Facebook messenger chats um, under various names. Uh, Mark bowling is usually what I'm on there as. Um, yeah. I was going to say, I think I noticed looking, you probably yeah, most yeah, very active on the discords for sure. You're, you're always picking people's brains on there. Yeah. I like to get a lot of um, ideas about how crews basically function Although, um, to be honest, since it's really just a two-man meta that I play in, it doesn't really do a whole lot of good, but I still like to hear how people think about crew's basic function. Yeah, I, I do the same thing, too, because, for example, there's not too many, like, 10 Thunderers players where we are. Um, we have a small meta, but even regionally, I feel like we only have a handful of them, and they probably don't play, like, your traditional, like, 10 Thunders, you know, meta feel to it, so... I always try to, for example, I just picked up Jacob Lynch and I, I asked a bunch of people just like, hey, how's this work? You know what I'm going to be doing? And I'm just, yeah, it's almost like since I haven't played against it, I feel like I have to play the faction to then understand how it works. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And and I I will ask advice about like, uh, yeah, I have almost every crew in the game. I'm only missing like six, but I'm about to be downsizing. Yeah. Uh, probably call off everything but yeah i'm probably gonna get rid of it, everything but bayou Neverborn, and um explorers nice you should get rid of some 10 thunder i'm missing stuff and, uh, I'm, I'm missing tony um i only have yoko oh boo <laughs> so yeah the rest of 10 thunders are what i'm missing and also tony and Sandeep. so yeah not a whole lot uh from those yeah there's just a couple crews for uh for 10 thunders that kind of had me interested. One of them was Jacob Lynch, just because I like the whole honeypot keyword and kind of manipulating the deck, but then also putting brilliance out to do things. And the new Jacob Lynch can actually make it where your totem is the master. So Huggy having like 
three actions a turn seems pretty good to me. Oh, that's gross. I've played against Lynch. That's gross. Oh. Uh, there's one other player in town that um, I've played with twice, and the one time he played Lynch, and yeah, I ended up losing. I was playing Lucius, and then um, that was kind of before. It's funny, I, you know, I've played like I don't know, like sixty games now of Malifaux, and um, I think like the first like forty of them, I didn't even really know how to play. It's only like the last like twenty games I learned how to play. Like I went from being this like castle player and hiding in my deployment zone to just like in your deployment zone turn one, and it just completely changed how I look at everything. And when I played against Lynch, it was it was. It was not yeah, a good and time. I think it's kind of interesting because definitely I was the same way when I was a newer player where it's more, I'm going to kind of do my thing and I'm kind of hanging back here. But the more comfortable you get, I think the more you can recognize where you want to kind of attack and take advantage of, whether that's killing models or not, or just position in the game. But I definitely feel I'm more aggressive of a player than I definitely was when I started. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about the alpha strike, but like I don't kill, I don't usually kill models. I usually maybe only kill one i i uh i just i like to control the board but not necessarily kill stuff i don't know it's weird except for when i played anya against um i played anya against that same lynch player he played um english ivan and he ended up calling it but i would have tabled him so if you because you have a lot of models and a lot of crews is there a specific faction that you feel like you like the most, or are you just still kind of bouncing around trying to feel your way? Um, I like explorers the most. I first started playing Neverborn, and they just were not for me, which was really sad because they're like the aesthetic of them is amazing. Love their fluff. Um, now I think I should actually probably go back to them for a bit because I think I would actually really accelerate with them. It's funny that Especially. you say that because I actually started out with outcasts when I first started the game and I liked the idea of the outcasts and a lot of the crews were really cool. And I mean, I still play zip, you know, out the ass. So I feel like, you know, it, it, it would be really easy and I'm actually going a little bit back to outcasts just because they're pretty enjoyable. I've been playing, um, playing a lot of Von Schill. I think I got all the, um, I have all the riders now. So I think I'm actually going to try like Levy two, just because that seems pretty cool. So I'm definitely see, but it's crazy. Cause then I see like Jacob Lynch and I'm like, well, now I want to play this too. It's a really crazy time to be playing Malifaux for sure. Yeah. It's really tough. Like I just, I have a hard time playing the same master, like more than once in a row, except for when I started playing um, Explorer Society, I just wanted to keep playing the same master over and over again. So got like three games in a row in with um with nexus which was like crazy for me to play the same master three times and then i played i played anya i think three times and uh played somebody else I, three times I, I do love that bayou is my main faction though just because the bayou is where i do enjoy life the most just because of all the shenanigans that bayou gets into i just love it Man, I love shenanigans too. It's so much fun, especially movement shenanigans. Well, they do stuff that just other people don't do, right? That other factions just don't have available. And it doesn't always work out for you. But man, when you pull the certain things off, it, it feels good. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, wait, what? You can do what? <laughs> I love that. Are you doing what? I think the things that have mostly made people upset when I've played Bayou is uh, the upgrades for sure. Everybody hates 12 cups coffee. Um I think Maw's crew in general tends to upset people with, you know, 
their little, oh, you're going to cheat and I'm going to move. And then really just the first mate and zip, I mean, annoy people so much that they hate seeing them. Uh, oh I my feel gosh. Real, yeah. I feel really bad when a new player hasn't played against zip and I'm just like, okay, so I'm going to ruin your plan and I'm sorry, <laughs> but I'm not. Yeah, Dane, my buddy Dane, he loves he loves Zip. He's one of his favorite masters. So I've played against him a lot, um, and he plays them in Outcasts almost exclusively. And then I played my first game of Bayou recently, and he was just like, "Man, Zip is so annoying." Yeah, and I actually like how uh, if people haven't listened to your your kind of podcast, there, it's it's definitely interesting because it's almost like you're just you're in your car and you're kind of just you know vomiting all your thoughts about what just happened. And I kind of like yep. that. That's actually how yep. I got got my start kind of doing some podcasting. Yeah, I couldn't be bothered to edit. Yeah, actually, when we first started this podcast, uh, we basically just had a tape recorder and it just happened to, you know, convert onto USB onto the computer. And it, it sounded awful, but it worked for the first go, you know. Yeah, and, you know, quality is so the Fargo Fodown really started as um, more of like an outlet for me to deal with um, stress because I had, um, yeah, I had cancer on my face and it was like really freaking me out. And so I just started the podcast to have something to like, you know, like you said, vomit into to keep, um, to keep my mind occupied. Cause it was, um, I don't know. It ended up being very like they had to cut. They, I'd have Moe's have part of my face cut off, but they didn't have to cut off as much as I was worrying about because I had like a bunch of tingling along one of the nerves, which can mean that it has infiltrated. And if it gets into your nervous system, you're pretty much toast. But uh, it turned out to not be that. So I just to uh, deal with stress, I just started puking into my phone. There's only one upside with something like that happening that would change your life that much is you would have to get like a sick mask like Lucius or... Uh, you know, the, uh, the king from uh, <laughs> Kingdom of Heaven, you could get a mask like that and just rock it to a nerd tournament. I'd be all about it. Yeah, I tried to make a Batman reference and go, mirror, but it didn't really work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, are you still uh, you still getting some games in with the Bayou or did you bounce to another uh, master and faction? Um, let's see, my last game... Since I've had a baby, the games are pretty few and far between. But my last game was with, actually, it was that it might have been that Zip game. And then I'm going to be playing Yedza for the first time, who probably has my favorite aesthetic in the whole game, dethroning even Titania. Um, and then we're I'm not we're, uh, I'm not sure which one I'm going to play yet. Oh, it's against Yon Low, so I'm thinking maybe two, so I can irreducible missile through all that ridiculous armor that he has um nice but and then and then we're going to be shelving malifaux for a while kind of take a mental break okay yeah and it's actually interesting because Not i know when we talk on a month uh, or so yeah i know when we talk on friday we're going to be looking at evs as a whole and i'm kind of interested to hear and we won't talk about yeah. it now but i'm definitely interested to hear what you and the gent from uh from New Zealand that I got on the line that we're going to talk to uh, on Friday. See what you guys say, because I know you like him and he loves them. He says that he, he just loves dominating people with them. Yeah. And I talked to him a little bit and um, we look at EVS completely differently. So that will be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, you know, he, he's, he can speak with more authority than I can because he has way more games played. Um, but 
and also, you know, playing with that two-man meta, I play, I basically build lists against Dane, not necessarily against the Master, because it's it, it's such a mind game when you only play with one person. Well, that's one of the great things about Malifaux in general is just how with Malifaux, you can play the same Master, even the same crew, but if you pick two aggressive schemes and it's like, oh, I'm going to kill you, and then the other person plays the same Master but picks more of the scheming dropping schemes and markers i mean you're playing the same crew but you're playing completely different which is why malifaux is a really great game it is really cool yeah when i so like when i played zip against him i brought a war pig i should have brought two i brought a war pig and like all this other stuff that he just wasn't expecting and it's we we play completely differently so that we're always surprising each other with our lists yeah, it's definitely interesting because even when I bring a war pig with Ulix, the war pigs always die. So I would never think of bringing them out of keyword just because of how, just because I know that war pigs go down pretty easy. So yeah, I, I wouldn't think about how it was pretty risky, keyword. but it was pretty risky. But he ended up living through the whole game, and he was in Lynch. He was in um, McCabe's face the whole game. Yeah, and McCabe's kind of one of those weird masters where some people will just scheme and, you know, just go do that. I've played against a couple of McCabe masters, though, where they hit you in the face and they're trying to draw blood. Yeah, you kind of never know with him. And then you kind of never know with Dane. He's he's started as I've become more aggressive, he's become more schemey. Oh, nice. So, yeah, we're kind of like like the play styles are kind of shifting because he was outcast player at first. Now he's playing 10 Thunders and he was very, very aggressive. Well, I feel like Ten Thunders, they they lend themselves very well to that play style of kind of wait, see, and then react. They have a lot of answers, so I definitely see how that would be a thing. Yeah, Ten Thunders, I, uh, man, I, I hate Ten Thunders. <laughs> like, it's so annoying to play Thunders. That's the problem I think I'm going to have. Just so much damn armor. That too, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh. I did play against... Um, was it Misaki? I think I think it was Misaki I played against with Hoffman. Hoffman won. This was before titles. And man, that was that was a that was a pretty fun game because I just slaughtered his his um samurai like turn one or something. I think I lured it. I don't know. It was pretty bad. That was pretty that was pretty fun. Um but he did it, I think it was like his one of his first times playing the crew playing the crew. I think he was playing Misaki. And it would never happen again. <laughs> Like that's kind of the other thing playing against one person. You, I can never get away with the same thing more than once. Yeah. I mean, they'll see your kind of bag of tricks and your, you know, puffs of smoke and they're like, okay, I, I see what you're setting up. I get it. Yeah. It depends though. Like when I play against Chris, cause I play him a ton. I feel like that he brings claim jump all the time just because he knows I don't, br- I'm, I'm not a fight here in the middle type of guy i'm kind of a more feel where the board is and kind of play the game out so i think he knows that very rarely i set up in like the middle of the board so if there's claim jump i almost expect him to bring it because he thinks i'm not going to be there so that's always interesting when that happens so let's see so something cool that you might be into and i think this is something that's kind of cool about these titles is that we just had a tournament up in south i guess for you down in south carolina and it was kind of cool to see because people ran pretty much the same crews and some of them would switch the titles instead of switching out, you know, to a whole new crew. I think that's yeah. really great for just people in general and, and new masters or, and new players just because 
like I, I could stick with Maw and just the fact that I have access to Maw Tucket or Mecha Maw, where I can ignore armor, I can ignore hazardous terrain. That really gives me some good options into things I might have struggled with before. So I, I'm really digging the new system with the new titles. I love that the idea of that. I just I love the idea of being able to solo and master, even though I bounce around masters all the time. So that's kind of you know the ironic thing of it. I really really am looking forward to the idea of being not actually doing it because I have too much I don't know master hopping ADD or wanderlust as Dane calls it. Uh, but I love the idea of like okay I can take any any you know I can pick a master pretty much any master in the game and play any pool at this point. Yeah, and and that's. I think a lot of the masters really help each other out as far as the titles go. There's, a, I mean, in each faction, I think there's one or two where it's like, okay, this actually doesn't help them out or, you know, this is better. So then the original's not going to be used. So there is some of that, but in general, I think we did a really good job with these titles. Yeah. I know this guy is falling for a lot of people, but it's like, relax, like some, some discords. Yeah, some discords and some Facebook messengers I like I've just like completely ignored for like a month because I'm just sick of hearing the whining. I, I assume there's a lot of bitching about Hoffman too. That's that's one I've heard. Every master is broken. There's complaint, but yeah, there's a lot of complaining about Hoffman. But like every, it's just I've actually like stopped paying attention to. I've had to take kind of a mental break from the discords, even except for you know Rage Wire and um, the. Uh, the Harlefo guys, their Discord is pretty chill too. But like, I almost never look at Weird's Discords anymore. That that or Weird's Discord anymore. That place is like Baron's chat. I swear, I just I just can't. Yeah, it's kind of weird because <laughs> I don't think. I mean, that's always intentional, but I think that people in general who are freaking out might not have been exposed to games that have done this type of thing before. Because I mean, I think haven't you been a war? Warm Hordes player before? Um, yeah, I played a, I played a bit um, back home. It was always the same thing with the new versions of the Warcasters and Warlocks. Every time a new one came out, everybody thought it was busted. You know, the feats busted. This is busted. And then they came out with, what, the tier list or whatever they called them. Yeah. And those were busted. So it's just, it's really interesting to see Malifaux going through that. And it's like, just calm down somebody's <laughs> somebody's going to find something it's going to be really good and then there's going to be a counter to it people are going to pick up on chill out well and like people gotta understand this is a business like power creep sells models hell yeah it does like this is this is the way of it they'll they'll FA- shit man have fun that's right they'll faq it and it'll be fine like you just you know like yeah, I'm going to be playing 40k again, and and, and like Drukari, my, my Dark Eldar are finally like in the limelight. Like, and I mean, I will tell you that as a Bayou player, I will tell you that uh, Brewmaster Two is really strong, and so is Ophelia Two. Oh yeah, I'm sure the first time people play against both of those, they're going to be like, "This is so stupid and broken," and it's strong, but there's definitely some workarounds that I've been like, "Okay, that's a problem." <laughs> Yeah, people just need to calm down. Like, like weird doesn't it, you know weird's not going to stay alive selling rules, especially since they give them away free. They're going to stay alive selling models. So of course they're going to make overpowered stuff. This is how it works. That's just how it works. It's just business people. Like embrace it or or quit the hobby. The rules are free, which is awesome. I did find myself still buying the Malifaux Burns book just because the fluff in it so far that I've read is really good. Oh yeah, it's you know some parts. 
were a slog and then some parts were really good um i really liked you know the stuff about maxine and um it actually made me want to play the other side yeah that makes me like it even more is the stories are always good i actually a lot of times like the fluff just on the individual character pages the most because it gives you a quick synopsis of what what's going on right yeah and in the case of malifaux burns that's all of the fluff that some characters get yeah they definitely focus more on some and then hardly on others and then you gotta look at your little two or three paragraphs and get your fill there and it made me want to play the other side so there you go nice yeah, the background for uh, the Dread Pirate Zip did have me kind of interested in that, not going to lie. <laughs> I love the Dread Pirate Zip. That's great. It's not as yeah. bad as I thought it was. I'll give you that. I am not left-handed. I mean, you know, like, the pianos are whatever, right? Like, I haven't dropped a single piano yet. So, you know, I could see. I could, I, it just didn't come up. You know, the need to drop one didn't come up. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, when I play against Dane, he's, like, got 20 pianos on the board. <laughs> so well and no, i think I, that it's... like any master like i was talking to chris from the harlefoe and anytime he plays you know a marker master he's he's got a mini game of putting out as many as he can uh-huh. I, I i do think that I think could be 15 a tra- traps yeah. yeah i think that could be a trap though sometimes because if you're wasting too many actions and the markers aren't doing anything for you then what's the point right yeah it's kind of changed a little bit for um for Dan and I, cause like we've, we got like really hyper competitive with each other for a while. And, and so now we're kind of like more like just messing around and kind of whoever wins, whatever. But, but yeah, it's um, playing around with markers can be a lot of fun, you know, doing that with Titania and trying to slide them around and stuff. And then, you know, once you kind of realize like she can just like teleport around the board in one turn, it's, it's, it's just bonkers. Yeah. And I think that it's good to like, it's, it's really easy to get yourself in like training mode the whole time. And then you sit there and you look at it and you're like, okay, I mean, that was good, but I mean, I didn't really have fun there. So I think it is good to be like, Hey, you know, let's just play something. Let's do henchman hardcore. Let's play these random masters. Um, I also got the, uh, the humbug rug that came with the uh, sale for, uh, for Black Friday, so I think in a couple oh, yeah. of games we're going to slap that on the board, so that'll be a lot of fun too. Yeah, playing stuff like that would be fun too. It's um, you know, it's tough right right now because we get maybe like one or two games in a month at this point because of um, you know, just having a having a, you know, I have a baby, so it's uh, a little tough. You know, whereas but like basically during the pandemic we were playing like every you know one game a week. I'm not I'm not into Vassal. Nope. I think most people know my thought on Vassal. Yeah, it's just it's easier for me to get away and play a game with somebody in person than to be at home where my wife and baby need me and ignore them for five hours to play a game of Vassal. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I might be at the store for five hours, which actually, now that I think about it, most times, unless it's a tournament, I'm not. Uh, If it's just a pickup game, I might be there for three and a half, maybe four. But that includes travel time that includes talking and hanging out with people. And I work from home, so I don't want to be in front of my computer for, like you said, it is like, I know people said, once you get it, you move faster. You're still in front of your computer for three to five hours, just looking at instead of actual models, which is why I got in the game. Right. Yeah. And you know, I stare at a computer screen all day too. So I'm just, I'm just over it. I just want to have, you know, something analog, something in front of me. 
Yeah, I was definitely kind of pissed, though, that I, I didn't get to play this weekend. We had an odd number. So as the TO, I was like, ah, you know, I guess I'm just going to walk around. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about you, but when I run a tournament, I hate it when it's like, oh, we have an odd number and then the TO still plays. And it's like, well, people drove, you know, you don't want to give them buys. And that's what you're doing essentially when you're TOing and playing. Yeah, I'm, that's there's there's I haven't run a tournament yet, but the next one in Fargo, um, if there ever is another one in Fargo, because nobody showed up to the last one except for me and the TO. Um, it, it, when like, I don't know, I forget how many people were supposed to be there, but it was like six. Um, I'll, I'll be the one running it. And if there's not a number, I'll definitely bow out. Some not all TOs are willing to do that because I know you're in the Midwest there. How long does it take you to get to like the uh, Iowa or even Omaha kind of areas? Uh, so Iowa would be a while. I forgot because I, I remember Brian from Schemes and Stones said he'd be willing to come out for a tournament here. Um, that's a long way, but so Minneapolis and Minnesota are about four, four and a half hours away from okay, me. That's not bad. If that gives you any idea um i think for him it would be a much longer drive but i'm not sure exactly what yeah that's where you're like i'm gonna make this a mini vacation (laughs) yeah so you know originally i'm from san diego and i was and so there's there was like both more and less opportunity to play games there There there's much bigger meta there's a lot of military bases around there and the local game store it was also a bar and it was across from it was across from uh, a military base in, um, I think it was Mirror Mesa or something, uh, and it, I just, I just couldn't, I just couldn't really jive with the locals, and it was like a really long drive for me. Um, yeah, because I know so I when I was in the Midwest, I definitely, um, I was in Manhattan, Kansas, and we had our gaming group, which is pretty strong. We always had a decent group. But we'd always go to like Kansas City, we'd go down to Texas, Wichita, we'd go up to Omaha. So and even out to Colorado, they had a good gaming group out there. So it's the kind of the same thing we're doing here in the southeast where it's when we have a tournament, it's like, okay, we need a couple to come from, you know, Raleigh. We need a couple to come from Atlanta. We need a couple from Charleston and even some of the Florida peeps. So uh, I know we're talking about on next weekend, which actually, no, this weekend. There's one down in Jacksonville that we're looking to possibly go to. Uh, so that'll be fun to go to that one. Yeah. And, you know, so here in Fargo, you know, it's, it's a, you know, 120,000 people or something like that. Whereas, you know, San Diego is 3.6 million, but it's much easier to go to in here. Like there's a Warhammer store, like five minutes from me. There's one of the big, you know, the biggest game store, like friendly local game store is like 12 minutes from me. And there's, there are a ton of people that play. You know, they have Malifaux in my store, but it's just it's just not going to work. There are too many people that are burned from the first ed and second ed shenanigans. Like when during that tournament that I was playing in, you know, one of the one of the locals came up and, you know, same old same old tale as old as time. He used to be a henchman and he got burned and he's so pissed at weird. He'll never play their games again. Well, and I actually that's because I felt the same way initially with um, War, Warma Hordes and then also with Steamforge games, because every I think people need to get over that because they're, the Wizard of the Coast kind of lawsuit just destroyed those types of programs. You're not going to see those again in gaming. It's just not going to happen. And I think 
people just need to get over it. Like I get it sucks because it was awesome, but legally it's just uh-huh. too much of a liability for the company that they, they just can't do it anymore. And I understand it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's for me, I don't, you know, I don't really care. It's do I like the game or not? It's not that big of a deal, but yeah, it's just, you know, 40 K is the game to play here. Um, Warm Hordes is totally dead. They don't have anything for that. Um, there's a ton of Flames of War because he's also an on, online real retailer. Little Big Wars is on eBay and they have their own website and stuff. And he claims to be the biggest seller of Flames of War in the world. I, I, I don't know about that, but um, it's you know. So there's there's a lot of games to play here. But actually, my wife and I are going to be playing uh, 40k and doing a YouTube channel and stuff that is yet, as of yet unnamed and unstarted. But we actually filmed a little bit for it tonight. Nice. Yeah, and I always yeah, tell I mean, people, you know, it's, like, it's I, I, just, talk, I, I talk shit on uh, 40K all the time just because, you know, Games Workshop. And I wouldn't play well, Age so of, yeah. Well, yeah, I wouldn't play Age of Sigmar again just because I that is in my book of grudges of not playing that ever again. Um, just because I was a fantasy <laughs> player, you know. But 40K, I'd play again. Yeah, and I, I mean, actually yeah, have some new stuff here and there. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, it's it's, you know, my wife and I just trying to have some fun and maybe, you know, put out some YouTube videos. I mean, 40K videos get, you know, you know, the thousands and thousands of, of clicks. Like, you know, it's maybe make some supplemental income on the side. Who knows? Um, not going to be able to do that with mouth. <laughs> I mean, you know, times is hard. Well, you know, that's when you're just like, you, you start talking to some 40K folks and then you're like, Oh yeah, I'm going to a Malifaux tournament. Have you ever played Malifaux? You should try it. <laughs> yeah, one yeah one of my friends here he has he has Ophelia and he just he started building it and he was like, uh, eh, so many little parts. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's and <laughs> they are getting better. I will say that even the Bayou kits with the tiny. I mean, you have to look at it, man. It's like okay, if they're tiny, you know, they're size one. It's going to be a little more challenging to do it, but I tell you what, I, yeah, so I mean, you know. during the uh, during the sale, I actually bought the Colody bo- or the Colody box, and uh-huh. those little marionettes, those bitches were a little tough to put together. <laughs> oh man, Colody! I played I played Colody back when he was in metal, and it was I was I mean so sad to see my my boo go, but. Um, yeah, it's I look, you know, Malifaux aren't gaming figures. They're model, they're they're models. Like, you know, forty k is are are gaming figures, and Malifaux models are exactly that. They're model kits that you play a game with. Yeah, but I mean, the the good news is with those models, it's a skirmish game, so you don't have to put a ton of them together. I can remember playing forty k and having to build, you know, a unit. And sometimes, man, some of those kits they're a lot better now. But I know back in the day, man, I struggled with some of them. And yeah, I, I choice words were said. Let's just say that. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, I was, yeah, I haven't played 40K since like, you know, fifth edition. So when I was watching a bat rep on YouTube, I'm like, what is happening here? I have no idea what I'm watching because of the, the way that scoring and stuff works. I was actually looking at it. I'm like, oh, I could, you know, maybe play some Eldar or something. And people are like, oh, Eldar just got smashed and they're kind of trash right now. Yeah, they're about to get a new book, so they'll be fine. I mean, you know, I'm not talking playing 2,000 point tournaments. Is my wife and I messing around at at home and maybe maybe like slow growing it and playing with one of my buddies at his house? You know, it's I'm too I'm too busy with um, 
you know, real life right now to really get. What did you your know, wife think about, to, uh, you guys did an episode where you talked about Malifaux. What did she end up thinking about Malifaux in general? Yeah, she had fun. There was a lot more combat than she was expecting. Um, so I, I just set up a henchman hardcore game of Jesse versus Fiona. It's like, okay, I'll, you know, try to do some little, little mixture of scheming and fighting. Um, it was more combat that she was expecting, but she still enjoyed it. And we, we played board games together. She's more of a, of a, we're both more of Euro board gamers. So like the, the combat stuff tends to bore her. Cause I mean, you, know, you play games like Arcadia quest and you're just like rolling your dice and seeing what happens. It gets old really quick. Well, I think yeah, she enjoyed it. Yeah. And I think Malifaux is definitely a tougher game to play in general, just because there's a lot of schemes and a lot of things going on that your models can do. And that's always more challenging than just moving, rolling dice and attacking things. So I, I definitely get it. But like, but like she does better with that. That's like the paradoxical thing about it. Like she's better with the more like complex stuff of like, you know, your Euro style board games. And she always destroys me. <laughs> nice. All right, Mark. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up there. This is kind of our little test run. I'm going to then look at the recording and just see how it did. And hopefully people just enjoyed kind of the bullshit and going back and forth. And I know that when we talk on Friday that there's going to be some uh, interesting EBS talk going back and forth. So make sure that you guys check that out next week when we fire that up and you can hear about our next keyword review that we do uh, with a few people. So I think until that, uh, that time... Flip cards and flip tables, folks. See you later.